0: Wow, let us pray Father, thank you for tonight Thank you for a time in your presence Speak to us in a way that will understand Holy Spirit Minister to our hearts, life, wisdom, understanding In Jesus' name, Amen Please sit down for a second All right what a blessing. Amen. Amen. To be in the presence of God. Matthew 16:18 is a piece of scripture we want to read to take off. Jesus said, thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Amen. And I told you that what God is doing is that he's building his church. Okay? And he said he's going to use Peter. Today, Peter is not around. If you see him, tell him I'm looking for him. But you are around. You and I, we are around. So Jesus is using us to build his church. Amen. Now, how is he going to build his church? He says... Matthew 28, 18 to 20 says, And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe, to do all things whatsoever I have commanded you. Lo, I am with you even to the end of the world. Hallelujah. So Jesus said, this is how I'm going to build the church, by my people going out to teach, make disciples, and teach people. Amen. Amen. Teach what I have taught you in this three and a half years that I've been with you. So you, you and I can tell from here immediately that it's not a once-off teaching. You went on Friday, you taught them, so it's enough. No. It's a continuous, at least do it for three and a half years before you start asking how long. Amen. And it takes people time to imbibe or to learn things. So, it it takes time. You teach them over a long period of time before they can grasp and even understand simple things. Amen. I am still learning things. I've been a Christian for so many years serving the Lord and working in the church. But there are things that I'm still understanding. I'm still learning. Amen. So before people can, we can successfully teach people things, we have to get their attention and stabilize them in a way so that we can teach them. So I said the people we are being sent to, we will need to take them through various stages till they become teachable. Amen not all of you listening to me are even teachable at this point because we don't have your attention continuously. Amen. We don't have your attention. How many of you have watched series before, a, a movie that says, now, now, now even people who make movies, they realize that to tell you a story, if they catch you for 90 minutes, you won't understand everything. Do you you get it? You understand everything. When my wife watches a movie without me or a program without me, and then later I ask her, so what what happened? So you were not here to explain it to me, so I don't know what happened. So now I have to explain things in even parts of the, the program that I have not watched do you see? So, the movie makers have also even seen that you can't even understand. They show you 83 minutes. You don't, You When we ask you a question, you can't answer. So, now they put it in series. Yeah. So, ten, one thing that they want to show you, they put it in 10 episodes. Each episode is 45 minutes to an hour. Do you get it? And then, even when they are coming to teach you the next one, they say, previously... Because they know you are forgotten. Do you get it? You just finished watching it now. But as you are going to the next episode, previously, because you have forgotten, less than 30 minutes you have forgotten. So we need to get the people's attention over a long period of time before we can teach them. So I said in order to do that, the people must be in a certain state. Unfortunately for us, They do not come in that prepared state. So we have to take our time to take them through the various stages of their development until they become the type of people we can teach. So I say we take them from unbelievers to now goat stage, dear stage Christians. Do you get We don't want to talk about the dear stage a lot, but just look at the deer stage, with, they are not stable, they just keep moving around. And you can't teach somebody who's moving around. That's why when you go to school, they let you sit down. If they didn't provide chairs for us to sit, we'll be walking out. We're we'll going to be Even when you are sitting down, you are not listening to everything. How much more if there are no chairs to sit down? So you get them to sit down. Deers don't sit down, they are always running. And unfortunately, they are not just running but they are running from the person who's about to teach them. Amen. Then, from their stage, we take them to the goat stage, where now we can get them to sit down. But as they are sitting, they are just sitting with stubbornness. So whatever you are telling them, they are challenging it even in their head. Some of us are goats in our heads. stubbornness and unwillingness to follow anything. Try taking a goat to shop right. (laughs) That let's go to shop right. I'm going to buy something nice for you. If the goat wants to go somewhere else, it's just a battle throughout because of pure stubbornness. And some Christians are at that stage where they are characterized with stubbornness. So if we don't take our time to get them out of that goat stage into the sheep stage, we can never teach them. You, can, you may have good principles, good philosophies, good teachings, things that will help them, but you cannot teach them what will help them because they are not willing to obey or even listen to what you are saying. So that takes us to the next stage, which is the sheep stage, which now they follow. They follow. But even following, they are at levels because some follow, but they follow in a distance. Do you get it? They follow They follow intermittently. That's why I said we must have devoted sheep or devoted members. Not only that they are sheep, they are, they, are not, they are not all over the place. They are not stubborn. They are ready to follow. But they are ready to follow devotedly. Do you see? Some of you are Kaiser Chiefs supporters. You follow Kaiser Chiefs, which means you don't follow Orlando Pirates. You don't follow... Ask for sundowns out of the question. Do you see it? But you only follow when they are winning. When sundown works them, you say you won't follow. Again. I won't follow again. Do you see? Uh-huh, I'll be there. There Now you have changed. Now you say you support Ama Zulu. Because they have not played and they are a local group. Do you, do you understand? Uh That's how undevoted sheep are. They follow, but they only follow in good times. Do you get it? But we need sheep that follow all the time. And we call that type of sheep devoted members. Hallelujah. Put your hands together for Jesus. So last week, I taught you how to previously. On Tuesday night special, I taught you how to develop your members into devoted members. And I told you that there are three main keys number one, who you are. Number two, what you say. And number three, what you do. Amen. Three very important classifications of the things that make people devoted. I said, the first one, which is perhaps the most important one, is who you are. And I said, as a shepherd, as a leader, as somebody who's trying to teach people, be devoted yourself. You yourself be devoted. Devotion is a spiritual thing. Your members can feel it. And when they feel it, when they see that you are devoted, when they see that you are committed, when they see that you are serious, you are on fire, you love the Lord, you love the church, you love the sheep, they will also start to develop it. Amen. But until then, they will not, when they see you are just some casual, undevoted, uncommitted type of pastor or shepherd or leader, they don't see why they should be devoted to you. If you take a guy like Julius Malema, young people are following Julius because they can see the fire. But if he came and he was speaking like, I mean, even, let let me give you another, If let's say Utata, Utata Nelson Mandela, never and never again shall it be that the people, you see, it's when he was old, when he became old that he started speaking slowly like that, <laughs> but when he was young, back in the day, he used to be feisty, do you see it, uh-huh. so it's like, after he has sacrificed now, he doesn't need to shout, yeah. at a certain level, you don't need to shout. You've done enough. <laughs> Do you get it? So, when you are, all, you are also devoted, your members will see. Your sheep will see. The members of your basanta will see. The members of your basanta will see. The members of your center will also see. And they will catch the spirit. So, be that devoted pastor. Be that committed pastor. Be that committed shepherd. Your members will become it. Last week, I told you a classic story of a group of people who came to see a pastor. They said, "Remove, please, remove the pastor you have put over us because that pastor is not devoted. We love the church so much. They told told the pastor, "We, we were so many. Oh, everybody has stopped coming to church. It's just left with the three of us. And we know that if you leave this pastor, if you leave us under this pastor, we will backslide. We will backslide. And we don't want to backslide. And we we love the church. We love God. We want to grow. We don't know so much, but we want to grow. But if you can remove this, our uncommitted pastor, undevoted pastor, it will help us a lot. Yeah. Even the sheep can see. So become committed. Committed become devoted, the sheep will also be. Number two, I said, what you say, and we, we looked at the things you say, we said, say good things about the church. Say good things about your pastor. Say good things about your members. Three things. Say good things about the church. Remember that it's the church we are building. So, if you say bad things about the church, your members will not want to be part of the church. And you would think that your members want to be with you more than they want to be with the church. But when you take the church out of there, your relationship with them will fizzle out. Yeah. So say good things about the church. Don't use your mouth to criticize the church. Everybody wants to be part of a winning team. If the team is winning, they want to be part of it. If you say, oh, the Kaiser Chiefs is sport, Man United is sport, nobody wants to be part of a club that is sport. So, look, let me find another club to support. Yeah, let me join another sport. Now I'm rugby. <laughs> do, do you get it? Yeah, because the two other the other clubs which are doing well are, have been enemies for years. so let's stop watching football. Let's now watch uh, uh, basketball. Do you get it? So when you keep saying bad things about the church, the, mem- the, the people you have. They, they, they begin to wonder, if the thing is not good, why do you want us to be part of it? And if we can't be part of it, we can't be part of you. So, so control your tongue. Find something good to say. Hey, pastor, what if the church, there's something bad in the church? Pray about it. Amen. Since you are spiritual, pray about it. Pray about it. Pray about it. Make time to pray. Say, Lord, I see that our church help us. Yeah, instead of talk to God about it, instead of talking to the members about it. Hallelujah. Say good things about your pastor. Don't go around saying that your pastor is not a good pastor, your pastor is this, your pastor is that. Don't do that. You will be surprised no matter how you look at it and no matter what you do. People come to the church initially because of the pastor. I gave you two reasons last week. People come to church because of the pastor. Number two, it is through the teaching of the pastor that the people grow and stabilize. So if you taint the pastor to them, they have no reason to receive from the pastor. Therefore, they will not grow. They will not stabilize. Amen. If you tell them the spoon that is feeding you is dirty, it has germs, they will stop eating. Meanwhile, they need to eat to grow and to survive. So, don't say bad things about your pastor. Amen. Don't go around and tell this to you. Pastor, hmm, he doesn't care about you. They, no, don't do that. You will even lose your own members. I have known shepherds who have said things that are unbelievable and unthinkable about me, about the church. Today, they are struggling to get sheep. Because they are sheep that would have been committed to them have... Stop receiving the word of God. So therefore, they become unspiritual. Now, can follow them again. So you see them scrambling. I'm looking for ludo dice to put in my office, so that if your membership is on the ludo dice, you know your level. Like, we come, we just shake the dice and we put it down. You see, oh, five. That's your membership. After being a pastor for five years. Hallelujah. Say good things about the members. Don't say they are witches. Don't say they are thieves. Don't say they are nobodies. There may be nobodies today, but there will be somebodies tomorrow. Today's somebodies were yesterday's nobodies. Today's nobodies will be some, tomorrow's somebodies. Amen. So don't say, they don't, find something good to say. When you say good things, it encourages them to, the, the, the sheep to relate with one another and develop bonds with one another. Hallelujah. Number number three, what you do. There are a couple of things that you can do that will help you to develop devoted members. Number one, encourage employers to employ your members. Encourage them. If they are work, of the working age, encourage people to employ them. If you have that access, if they are of school-going age, age, encourage schools. Try to help them to go to school. That's what they are doing. That's what occupies them. Encourage and help them with those things. Do you know that there are two things? Okay, let me say three. Solomon used to write, there are three things yet (laughs) four. You, the question you ask that when he was writing three, didn't he think that there's a fourth one? Yes, that's how it is. It is that makes church members unstable. School, work, relationships. That's why I said there are two things. Yet three. Yeah. yeah. You are here with them. You are here with them. Suddenly, they'll say, I got a school at some place. They'll mention some name. And then that, we were here with some people, and then they said they are, they are going back to school. <laughs> we had been with them for about two years or something. They said they are going back to school. They, they mentioned some place that they are going back to school at. And I'm wondering, here, you can't even do school at. Is that place you can do school at? And then that's it. Up to today, you can't find them. So encourage them to go to school. Encourage them. If you can help them get into school, help them get into school. Some of them, they are out of school because they are just lazy. You carry them and take them to their school. And make sure they go to school. Once they are in school and they are stable, you see them in church. Then the other one is Job. they are not if they are of working age and they are not working the next opportunity they get they will go because I mean practically speaking if they come and tell you that look they've got a job will you say they shouldn't work meanwhile the Bible says if you don't work you shouldn't eat do you get it so they will have to eat so encourage things like look you know you know these people, that's why we put it, that's why you should be on all the church groups. Because when job opportunities come, we fly them on the church group. And some of you will not even bother to read them. Meanwhile, it's your job. You will not even read. So, as soon as you see read more, you say, oh, it's too long. Read more. Ah, it's long, oh. What a long job i have to read all these things just to apply. Then when I start doing the job, what am I going to do? Yeah. So we should try. If you work at a place and they are hiring people, think of your members. Think of your members. Don't sit there and say, oh, oh you know, I don't want them to come here and come and disgrace me in this place. When they come here, they'll come. Maybe if they can, they cost a problem. say, you brought this one. Look, We church members are humans. Any type of group of people, you bring Zulus, the same thing. You bring curses, the same thing. You bring um, um, any group you bring, same thing. Do you get it? So don't be discouraged by these things to say because of that, because or maybe because I brought tobeka. Nowadays I'm saying a lot of tobeka. Now I brought tobeka. She didn't work hard, she was lazy, so I can't bring Yameka. Maybe Nyameka will be hardworking. Yeah, it's part of it. If you want them to be devoted to you, these are the things to do. The next one is encourage people, employers who are in the church, to employ people from the church. Encourage them. You know, the first one, what it does is that we will have people from the church working in place, like two people from church, three people working here. They are all from church. So, if you at work, when they are at work, it's like they are in a church environment. They are in a safe zone. You send this your beautiful girl to go and she's working at a place. She's the only one. Nobody knows her that she's a Christian there. Then, every day, the boss asks for coffee. Then she brings the coffee. The boss will be rubbing the arm and around But, You realize disaster has happened. But if there are other church members there, when they see the laying on of hands, they will bind the devil and take the devil out of the manager. This demon possessed boss, yeah, so they'll be there together. The other one is to encourage employers who are in the church, people who have job opportunities in the church, to employ people from the church. Look, when people are at a place and they are prospering, they want to be there longer. They want to be there longer. But if they are not prospering, they have to go somewhere else to look for green pastors. That's why you hear they have gone to Dundee. You hear they've gone to Johannesburg. You hear they've gone to Cape Town. Yeah, because they are looking for a job. Sometimes some uncle, some very old uncle who is looking, say, oh God, they come and help me with my, with my farm. Then they are gone. But if they were working, they won't get up. and The uncle cannot even call. They can't call them to come. So encourage these things. When people are prospering at a place, they stay there. stay there. And the job of a shepherd is to lead the people to green pastures. David said, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. So when people are prospering somewhere, they will stay there. But they are not prospering. It's like, hey, we are hustling too much here. Why am I hustling at all? Who sent me to hustle here like that? Let me go somewhere else. And sometimes, even where they have heard of that they are going, it's not really as they think it is. Life is not booming there, but because it's an unknown place, they'll just follow what people are saying. So, oh now, oh life is booming in um, Riches Bay. Okay, if you say, if you insist, Riches Bay. So then they reorganize their lives and relocate to Riches Bay. Only to get to Riches Bay. And there's nothing happening there. But as they were going, because you advise them not to go. When they go and it's not what they think, what what they heard it was. It's not what it is. Instead of humbling themselves to say, hey, I made a mistake. Sheep are not like that. They'll just be sitting in it. Sheep sheep are one one direction now in their minds. They'll be sitting there sometimes pride. To come back for it say, oh, hey. you have ca- I told you, ne. they don't want to hear that. So <laughs> you'll be staying there. But you could have solved this problem before it even arose. Yeah. By making sure that they get something to do. That they are busy with something. They are busy with something. If you are not working, you are studying. If you are not working, you are studying. Adding value to yourself. Or else they would chase other things, fantasies, opportunities, this, that, then they are gone. I've seen it so many times. You see, the person is there, then an auntie. One of the precarious times for sheep is when the year turns over. It's almost like at the end of the year, everybody takes stock of their life. So when they take stock of their life, they say, Oh, I should have been here. I should have been, I should be doing I should, I have, something, must change. Then, the year begins, oh, now I'm relocating to this place. I hear there's a job there. I told you many years ago, as a student, my friends and I, we wanted to go to a place called Alaska. Yeah, Alaska. Yeah. Either selling, by now I'll be selling ice or fish. Yeah. Alaska. <laughs> ice. So we're a group of, we're about 23. No, it was a whole connection. You have no. Idea. I say it jokingly, so you think it's something small. No, what about twenty-three of us? So when we see, twenty-three or twenty-six, when we see each other, we say Alaska ice. <laughs> Even the weather, the weather, and if you look at where Alaska is, you can easily fall on the other side of the world. Yeah, because Alaska, that that's where when, If you are here, it's today If you are here, it's tomorrow Did you know that? It's like just a small line If you are here, it's today If you are here, it's tomorrow that's, that's where I'm talking about But we were going there for a job Can you imagine if that job had panned out Or things had panned out What would have happened to my pastor? I was going to leave him and go to Alaska if he's looking for me he should come to alaska if he can do follow-up he should do follow-up at alaska and let's see yeah so help them get jobs let them stabilize and the number number next one encourage your members to marry each other i knew that this one you would like it <laughs> To marry each other. To beloved those each other. Now, just, just, just notification. In this church, we don't say boyfriend, girlfriend. Do you get it? Because these things are used for bad things. So we say beloved. Learn it from today. You said my boyfriend is my girlfriend. We know boyfriend, girlfriend. You all know what happens there. So, encourage them to belovedose one another. Especially if they have reached a stage where they can be belovedosed. If they've reached a stage where they can be in a relationship, encourage them to be in relationships one with another. Because one of our main problems is relationships. And the things that we do in relationships. So, when they go and take this Chinese boyfriend, beloved, whatever, Chinese guy from downtown. Saying to each other, shishini, ni, ni how You don't know what they are doing there. But if they are beloved and they are in the church, you can teach them how to beloved those in a godly way. Yeah. You can teach them in a godly way, in a biblical way, how the Bible prescribes it. But if one is here, one is in China, what, what the hell are you going to look after them? What are you going to do with them? Hallelujah. God, look, it's God who introduced marriage and before you marry, you have to be loved those to know each other to marry so it's all a process and God has his way which it must go to happen encourage them, because look dear pastor, let me tell you those you see who are looking like angels who look like nothing is happening in fact, when you don't know just know that it is happening there's somebody somewhere that you don't know, yeah the day they introduce the person to you, you see, how long have you been in a relationship? Two and a half years. Yeah, two and a half years. So, if you don't get involved quickly, somebody will destroy them. A big footed destroyer will destroy them before you even wake up. By the time I realize, boom, pregnancy, boom, this, you don't even know where it came from. You look at such an angel, how could you have gotten pregnant? She's pregnant already. That is even after two abortions Yeah, this one was a miscalculation Maybe her body has even adjusted to the abortion pill So this time it didn't work Yeah If you like, look in their backs right now You will see condoms You will see morning after pills You will see things that you, you thought they didn't have Yeah Look inside their back pocket. Look in their shoes. Look in their belts. You will see things that are there. You will be frightened and you will be shocked. So if you don't, and these are the things that destroy them. So if you don't get involved quickly to help them do the right thing, the same thing they are doing, but do it in the right way, you will be surprised. You will lose all your sheep. You lose all your sheep. You lose all of them. Yeah, you lose all of them. So, uh, I want to mind my own business. You will have no sheep by minding your own business. <laughs> even your business, you will lose it. The business that you are minding, you end up losing it. I'm telling you. So, get involved, organize them, counsel them, help them, and guide them towards marriage. Some of them will enter into a relationship without even the slightest mind to marry. If, if you have a mind to marry, you will not choose any riffraff to, 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 to be lavedose. The person is not marryable. The, the person is not marryable. Why would you choose, choose such? He has no plans, no idea to marry. He's going nowhere slowly. He's not going anywhere in life. You want to marry this tortoise, slow coach guy? He will not marry you. Not, it's going to take him about 20 years to marry. By the time he decides to marry, you are too old to be married and that's the one you want to be with. If you have that mind, you won't even choose such a one. Yeah, you won't choose such a one. You will choose carefully and properly. Do you see? But if you, as the shepherd, you don't get involved, they'll just follow what everybody is after. Everybody in my class has, has a beloved, has a boyfriend, has this, so me too, let me get one for myself. And so, you look around. How many people have known? Oh, there's this short brother in the corner. Nobody has taken him. He's available. Then you take him with you. Oh, the problems. No, you don't even like short people. Look, pastor, don't be deceived. Oh, the g- girls, you see them quietly there. Go check their pockets. You will see there's a guy in the pocket. There's there's a guy in the pocket. So if you don't get involved to pick their pocket and see who is this guy, oh, please. Oh, Uh, of course, when you ask them, they'll say there's nobody, but there's somebody in their pocket. If you like, wake up at midnight and go on WhatsApp. You see, they are online. What are they doing online at this time? They are not thieves. They are not armed robbers. They are not security guards. What are they doing at this time of the? There's always a guy. Cause it's only a guy that can keep a girl awake at that time. Oh yes. Yeah. Hallelujah. So, Pastor, rise up so that you can guide them. When they marry, they become stable in the church. They've married a guy in the church, husband and wife behind them. They all become stable. Another thing too is that when they are moving in the church and they are not getting anybody to marry, they will ditch you and go and marry somebody else and leave their church. Yeah. Because every girl wants to marry. No matter how old they are, they want to marry. Oh yeah, it's a curse that God put on the earth. So the curse is very strong. Look, one day I was boarding a flight. And by the grace of God, that day I was looking very smart. As always. (laughs) <laughs> and as I bought the flight There this air hostess Or this elderly No, the air hostess usually You forget about them This elderly looking woman When she saw me, she said Oh, you look very, very smart Or sharp or something like that I said, oh, I knew you would be on the flight So I dressed up for Oh, then she started to straighten her hair I said, you can't even be my mother I said, Yeah at, at, what, White lady, white lady yeah, white lady, not a not a black entrepreneur. I mean a white lady. You never know. With white people money. I'm telling you, she started to straighten her hair and everything. I said, "Wow, what a shock." Yeah, so I went I went to take my seat, put my earphones in my my ears, I put my seatbelt on and I closed my eyes. That's all. <laughs> Yeah, so you have thought that as old as she is, she will not think about something like that. As soon as I said, Oh, I knew you were, I knew, I knew you were on the fly. So I dressed up. Ah, so because of that, all the ladies are looking for somebody, whether they know it or they don't know it. So after a certain point, the reality of it will hit them. And if there's nobody, you have not organized somebody for them. Like they will see some tall guy Tall guy Somewhere else And they will follow the guy The guy is standing there like a street light They will follow the guy Yeah Follow the guy And leave you And leave you So encourage them, guide them yeah, Guide them Guide them To it it will make them stable and devoted to you. Hallelujah. Next one, encourage them to fraternize one with another and socialize with each other. I'm giving you five, I've given you three. So, encourage, help them to get jobs, encourage employers to employ them, help them, encourage employers in the church to employ them. Then encourage, which was this one, to marry one another. Then encourage them to socialize with each other and fraternize with each other. Which is to say, to be friends one with another. If you have a Basanta, make sure that everybody is everybody's friend. If you have a Basanta, make sure they are friends with one another. People who have friends in the church are more stable in the church. People whose friends are not in the church, they eventually follow their friends. So they spend less time on godly things. They just go on to... When they come two hours after church, they've gone to their friends. Yeah. So encourage them to make friends. Anytime I see church members who are friends with one another, I become happy. When I say, I say, who's your friend in the church? It's one of the common questions I ask all the time. Who's your friend in the church? Who knows you in the church? If you don't have a friend, I find a friend for you. I say, look, look at this tall man making your friends. Uh Aha, now you have started. We are friends. Because when they have friends in the church, it's easy for them. It gives them two reasons to come to church: one to come for spiritual reasons to be fed the word of God, to have interaction with God and the Holy Spirit and His word, and then the second one is to just to see their friends. They've bought a new shoe; they want to wear it for their friend to see. So then they will come to church. They've bought a new hair. They want somebody to see. They do wear for their friend to see. They bought a new belt. New, uh, what was the one that they, Fabianski or Fabiano. They want to come and show their Fabiano to everybody, to their friend in the church. But if they don't have friends in the church, their friends are going to the nightclub. They'll wear the Fabianski to the night. Is it Fabiano or Fabianski? Fabiano. they wear the Fabiano to the nightclub because that's where their friends are but if their friends are in the church they wear the Fabiano to come and show to their friends in the church so let the, a Cavella that's also another one when they get a the Cavella yeah Cavella is the one like Louis Vuitton eh? I'll see it when I'm moving around. I'll see it. Don't make it so obvious. Fabia- cavella is a shoe, yes. But it's a brown type of shoe. Oh? Eh, uh-huh, uh-huh. So, if their friends are going to watch football, don't wear the cavela to go and watch football. But if their friends are in the church, don't wear the cavela to come to church. So, encourage them to be friends. Don't think it will happen automatically. Don't think that because they are in the in the basenta, they will naturally be friends. You have to introduce this one to them. this one, make the pet, tell them, encourage them, enforce them. This one, let him be your friend. This girl is a good girl, make her your friend. If you don't do that, they will they'll will just be coming, yes, amen. And then they'll go when they close, up, they all go their way. That's right. Yeah, they all go their way. If you don't enforce it, if you don't ensure it. They will not be. You say, "Ah, oh, but this girl, she's very nice." They will be friends. They will not be friends. You, you as the shepherd, have to make it happen. You have to make it happen. carries Oh, do you know this one? Do you know where he lives? Do you know what he does? Then you mix them together. Sometimes, even you are going to visit one person, you take this one to go and visit this one. It's a way to show them the house direct. This is where he lives. So if you are on your visitation for 20 minutes, 30 minutes, the person is forced to be there with you and the other person. They don't have a choice but to talk to one another. Yeah. Sometimes even as they are talking, you you get a phone call, then you step out. So that you can leave them for like 10 minutes. If they like, they should watch each other like television. Yeah. If you don't do that, no people they will not be friends. The people I know in the church, they, they were introduced to me. Somebody said, Oh, Bishop, this is this person. I say, Hey, oh, nice to see you. Oh, what you what do you do? Then we then a friendship is beginning. Then that's it. But not that because I saw you in the general crowd, I know you. I don't know you. How do I know you? Do you know me? I also don't know you. But somebody told you, this is this. Say, oh, how, how are you? How are you doing? Oh, wow. Okay. Take my number from this person. Get in touch. Let's, let's relate. Then we start from there. Then we are building block by block. If you don't ask them to, they will not. I'm telling you, they will not. They will just go back. Remember that everybody has their friends already. Yeah. It's not like their lives are empty yeah. and then they are trying to fill it. They have their friends already. So if you don't force other friends into the circle, they will just stay with that. those their friends. Those their friends are unbelievers. Some are thieves. Some are this. Some, we don't want to mention all their um, um, occupations in church. Some are busy with this. They will never. But you have to introduce them to it. Yeah. Some are into drugs. They're selling of medication. Not, yeah. Selling of it medication, not, not medicinal drugs, not, not not the other drugs. Yeah, not H&Co. I mean, this one. Yeah. So you will see, as you introduce new friends into their life, they will even be encouraged to remove their friends who don't help them in their lives. But they should remove their friends and who will become their friends when you have not introduced new ones into the system. Yeah. And number final one. Encourage them to join small groups in the church. I finish with this one. Encourage them to join small groups in the church. Especially if you are running a bar center. If you are running a center. Encourage your members to join the small groups in the church, which we call basontes song tests in the church. We have a number of them. Encourage them to join those groups. You'll be surprised that when they join those, they'll even become more committed to those groups than even to what you had before. But because it's through you that they come to join the group, they are always with you. They are always with you. We have choir. You get them to join the choir. We have worship team. Worship choir. What are they called? Roses encourage them to join the roses if you look at the roses, they are one of the the tight-knit groups in the church when people are in the roses they'll become more committed to the roses but since the roses are part of the church they have to come to church they can't be roses anywhere i mean roses are the mall it doesn't work it doesn't work i mean roses in pick and pay no it's in the church so when you have the member and say, "Look, come, come and meet Pastor Melly. He's the one in charge of the roses. Join the roses. Then be there. Then they will catch the person into the roses. Then the person will become serious in the roses. Suddenly, after a while, you see you don't struggle with the person anymore because whilst you are following the person up, the roses are also following the person up. Yeah. You see, they can. They like the roses even more. If you there, they don't like you even at all. But without you, they can't be in the roses. So they tolerate you like that. <laughs> oh yes. You'll be surprised. Get them to join the choir. Get them to join the ashes. And be there. When they are there, they'll have, they have pizza afternoon. Yeah, you have been with them for three years. You have not even bought one, one chip, Simba chips for them. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Get them to join it. Get them to join it. When you join, you see, sheep seeking minutes, when you go there eating jollof rice, Every, when the person joins, he say, hey, I like this group. I want to be in this group. I want to be in this group. But know that they can't be in the group without being part of your group. Do you see it? So, Because then they are with you. Yeah, Encourage them. Some of you have members, you want to keep them to yourself. That's why you are. Even where are those members? You have lost most of them, if not all of them. But if you could encourage them to join a group communion stars, dancing stars, choir, ashes, media, this oh, you see, then you are becoming stable. They are becoming stable in the church. Stable in the church. Stable in it. The, encourage them. The small groups are there for a reason. When when, when they have issues, when they have have a party, those are the people who will respond. When there's a funeral at home, those are the people who will respond. When there's a, so anything, the small group, it's like the group is small, so the commitment is higher. Commitment is higher. Get them to be part of it. Look, anybody who comes to church, who doesn't join a small group, a center for that matter, it's just a matter of time, eventually they fizzle out. Or they'll be in the church and serious like that for a long time. Yeah. So get them to be part of small groups. say, please, I'm waiting for them to stabilize in the church before they can join a small look, it's the small group that will help them to stabilize in the church. It's the small group, it's a small group. That will help them to stabilize in the church. Look through all your members and say, you, which center are you in? Which center which are you You Check everybody and it's your risk to make. Even if, if, you see, some of you are in some centers. So they should join my centers. Not necessarily. Not necessarily. You are in the, what do you call it? No, no, I don't even want to use roses. No, maybe, maybe you are in media. You are always sitting behind a table. Do you see it? They want to dress up for everybody to see them. I should wear my dress with my... And come and hide behind a table. No. I want to stand where everybody can see me. Yeah. So, when they come, that's how they are. So, you get them to an poster. Then they stand outside like that with their legs there, And they are holding their... Bo- they will be happy. I'm telling you. Instead of saying, they should come and press computer... It's like they, they matter all oh, my body will be behind a table, under a table, and then they'll only be seeing my eyes. No, 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 no. no. Yeah. Encourage them. Once they are stable there, they will be stable with you. Once they are devoted there, they'll be devoted to you. And and I'm I'm saying it once again. oh, Pastor, but when they come, don't they see the film stars? Can they join? Don't they see the roses? Can they join? Don't they see the choir? Can they join? Don't they see communion stars? Can they join? They won't. If you don't lead them to it. David said, the Lord is my shepherd. He makes me to lie down in green. He leads me beside the still waters. He leads me in the path of righteousness, you have to lead them. If you don't lead them, they won't. They won't. They won't. When you do that, then the people will become stable. When they are stable, then now you can take your time and teach them precept upon precept, line upon line, one by one, but you need to get them stable first. I pray that we will take these keys and utilize them so that our people will become devoted. Bible says in Acts 2.42, I read the scripture and I close. It says they devoted themselves steadfastly to the apostles' doctrine, to fellowship, to prayer, and to breaking of bread. And they went from house to house when you read Lower. Said they went from house to house, breaking bread. means they had friends from house to house. If they don't know anybody there, why would they go there? We called even a thief. Do you understand? So let's actively. That's it. It's a 46 says. And they continued daily in one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house. I pray for all of us as shepherds that God will crystallize these skills and these these keys in our hearts and in our minds and he will help us by his spirit to employ and deploy them so that our members will become devoted committed and stable people that we can teach and we can feed in the name of Jesus. Stand to your feet let's bring the service to a close lift your hands let us pray father if you can use anything use us use us to build your church use us to do your will use us to help the people you have given us to lead them to the path of righteousness in the name of jesus help us be the right example for them to follow devoted shepherds devoted leaders devoted pastors that they will follow this example help us to say the right things the right things about the church the right things about the pastor the right things about our members so that our members will learn and develop a warm heart towards us towards one another, towards the church, Lord. Help us to do these things. Get them to, encourage them to socialize and fraternize with one another. Encourage them to, to be together, even to marry one another, that they'll be stable in your house. And most importantly, encourage them to join small groups in the church, that they'll be planted in the church in the name of Jesus. We give you glory, Lord. We give you praise in Jesus' mighty name everybody said amen. Put your hands together for the Lord. If you are here, you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, I want you to pray this prayer with me to ask Jesus to come into your heart. Say with me, dear Lord Jesus, I accept that I'm a sinner. Please forgive me of all my sins. I believe that you died for me and you rose again. I confess that Jesus is the Lord of my life. Thank you, Jesus, for dying to save me. Amen. Put your hands together and you may be seated in the presence of God. How many of you are blessed you came to church? Wow. So please, Mr. Pastor, know whether they say they are beloved or not, they are in a three-month relationship already. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Three and a half months. Some of them, two years, 15 15 days. So, open your eyes. All right? Well, it's been a pleasure. God bless you. Please welcome Pastor Spar. Thank you for joining us. We believe you have been blessed by this life-transforming message by Bishop Daniel Harley. For more information... Contact us at 204 Peter Kirchhoff Street, Peter Maritzburg or call 083-773-1605. God richly bless you.